Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift, episode 312. And I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show because, again, Eric, look, pages upon pages of notes for cool stuff to talk about later in the episode, but we can't even get to that because I gotta introduce the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beastmaster, Third Shift. It's Eric, and he's here with me to tell us how his week was. I know how part of your week was because I was literally there. I know it was great and we had fun times, but tell us in your own words about all the rest of your week, too. Do it. Go do it. I will do it, but you know what? I can't. Peek behind the veil before the show. This guy, he's over here in the slums. He's in the negatives, all right? And then he would turn on the camera, and all of a sudden, it's Matt. He's back. He's he's acting like he's the happiest clown alive, the happiest man ever to live. I love it. It's professionalism in, in its truest form, but God bless. Sometimes it takes me back when I just go... This man ain't, no, he was not about that life, but now he's about that life. Whatever, let's do it. Let's have a good old time, by God. The only good things about today were the things that I wrote down and experiencing these things, and they go, man, we get to talk about those things and just have a great time on a show. Show always perks me up. What do I always say? I'm pumped for the show. I'm always pumped for the show. So as you already mentioned, we did the show last week. We immediately went into the weekend and that we can start off by having a cabin, having some friends, getting some good foods, drinks, video games, all sorts of stuff. And we just hung out, played video games, watched shows, drank some beers, had a great time, and went into the wee hours of the morning. Then didn't even stop there because we woke up in the morning and we made a grand breakfast, the supreme breakfast of the gods, and we ate it and we enjoyed it. We had a blast with it. And then I drove these beautiful back roads back to the house. And there, I went, oh, what do I do today? Ah, a little bit of work, a little bit of this, catch up on this, do what that is, play some more video games. Not much in the way of real life, because that was about it. Other than that, we did work. I did some more of a, that wonderful sanding on my deck. It's been pretty kind of hot, muggy, just craptacular recently here in Michigan. Uh, rains have been coming through, too, stuff like that. I wanted to go see the show, the movie. That didn't happen. Of course, it didn't you happen. Son of a bitch! I know. You promised me you were going to see it this weekend. Now you're on the list too. Yeah, everybody you know, I hate everybody. I hate yeah. everybody except for the listeners of the show. You guys are all great, but Eric's on the list. You're on the list. God damn it! I'm hoping I can. I'm hoping just I can just don't, cheat. Don't even say it. Don't even say can it. Just, you're gonna lie again. Cheat? Is it like on HBO Max or something? You know, no, I don't think it is yet. No, because I'm like God bless. Because like obviously this weekend I'm going to brother-in-law's and stuff and everything. So just leave that. Just leave the house. Drive to a just theater drive to that down theater there and go, and go see it. Like, where do you go, Eric? Don't matter. I was in. The, it was in the John. I was pooping for two hours. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Got problems. Don't I'm gonna go to Walmart me. and get some stuff. Oh, I got lost in the crazy Walmart <laughs> down in Ohio. Ah, I tried woo. to go to a different one. It was construction. Yeah, something like that. We're gonna try. I, it's a movie I want to see, but it ain't working out. The time frames are not working out for me right now. But I told you I did play some video games, and I indeed played a little bit of the Yakuza. You know, got a little bit more in there, but I, we already talked about this at a, at a crossroads. So I took a pause. Which I shouldn't do because that's never a good thing. But I took a pause, played a little bit of Cult of the Lamb. Now, what's weird, Matt? Remember, we Matt was sitting there with me. We were, you know, chilling, waiting for everybody to get there. And I was like, "Well, uh, you know, I'll put on Cult of the Lamb, show you a little bit." 
it had an update, and that update just was taking too long because the internet wasn't great. So I just went and played. Well, I played about, what, 30, 40 minutes worth, showing Matt stuff, doing this and that, doing, and then it wouldn't let me save the game. Thought I'd lost that 30, 40 minutes. Really broke my heart. So I didn't play it for a few days, but I got back to it, and somehow, magically, it saved. When I went back, it was right where we'd left off at, so I didn't have to do it over. What I what I should have thought of at the time was usually there's like the two different versions. Like it'll save on your console but not upload or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I should have just been like, hey, there will be something there automatically because there like always is. And then, well, there's a conflict even though there's not a conflict. Yeah. Whatever. You know how it is. The cloud did it, but your console didn't. Well, right, which version like do that. you want? Yeah. I was very happy. I didn't have to repeat the 34 minutes. I got to go in and just carry on so i played that for a bit had a good time nobody's dead nobody's dying the town's doing great i'm actually getting out houses put up right now so people can actually use the restroom where they're supposed to use the restroom got a few more houses built uh what else i got the offering bin going out i've got them making me the higher class uh wood and whatnot so i can start building some of the superior buildings the only thing i gotta do now is get a clear vision for what i want the town to look like so I can actually just start to piecemeal it 100% the way it's going to look. Because so far, I've kind of just won it. All right, well, I guess all my houses I'll put over in this area. Uh, outhouse, obviously, you want close to the houses so they don't have to walk far to go to the restroom because then they won't make it and then you'll have issues. You know, stuff like that. Just, you know, Animal Crossing stuff. Basically, I was just living off the skin of my teeth, doing what made sense. But I want to make it look like a nice little coal you know a proper coal you gotta have a proper coal man it's important so been working with that a little bit and then of course soul hackers 2 came along and i love it such a good game really really fun i'm gonna tell you this though already i can see where like the shimigami tensei is coming a little bit where it's like oh hey these are some of your like beginning missions you're gonna want to go and go inside their heads to build rapport and figure out what's wrong and then connect with them, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, this is like the first level stuff. So you go in there, and these things, these these dungeons are big. Now, you can hit enemies, knock them down, and like run past them, but that's not what you're supposed to do in an RPG. You're supposed to fight every enemy you come across, period. You cannot do that and make it to the end. You have to, at some point, start skipping stuff because being that it's still the front end of the game... You don't have but three, four potions, you know, three, four MP products, that kind of thing. And so, you have no way to heal, except for one person who has the healing ability right now. So you're out of luck. And of course, once their MP's gone, you're SOL. And being that it's limited, because obviously I'm still early on, I don't have a lot of the personas that are going to make me invincible, and I'll be God tier. I'm working with, you know, your scrub personas. So you can't just run through. You got to go in, skip baddies to get to the checkpoints, and then just level up, power level up a little bit, and then you can continue forward. And then from the checkpoints, you can go back out, you know, go to your rest area, rest up, come back in, go back to that checkpoint, and keep going forward. It's not a big deal. It's just not that, it's definitely not like Persona, where you're just like, I'm going to be in this dungeon for 27.5 days until I've done everything. (laughs) And then you get out and you have 100 days to do whatever you want because you just did it in one go. It it doesn't quite work that way yet. It it might later, but you do have uh, goalposts. You get to one spot and I'll say, oh, your affinity with this character has to be such and such. And so that means you have to go out in the real world 
do story missions, side quests, things with them to build up the rapport, go to the bar like we talked about, and then, you know, sit there and listen to them cry, complain or whatever and just bond with them. And that'll get your rapport up with them, which allows you to go further into these dungeons. And then the last part on that, it just happened last night. Oh, it was last night. I think it was last night. I was like, all right, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do a little jam session, you know. I grind it out for about 40 minutes. And I went, all right, let's go to the checkpoint thing. See if I can just beat this, this next boss, you know, to get to the next spot. Got down there. Boom. Raffle stopped. I'm like, okay. Maybe I stand the right setup. So I went ahead and reconfigured, put on some different personas. Went in there. Did better. But still, wasn't even going to be close. Wasn't even going to be close. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm smoking the baddies out here. So it's just a little weird. I feel like it's like, hey, dummy, yeah, you have the affinity for this, but actually you're not supposed to be here yet. You need to go back out into the real world, do quests, do the main missions for a little bit. But it doesn't tell you any of that because it's just, it's open. You know, it's open. It just allows you to just do what you want. You want to try to go in and do it? Go ahead. So awesome, fun. Music's great. Characters are fun so far. Having a good time with it. But I'm still finding the footing of what it wants me to do and, like, how much story I should do before I go back and, like, just try to build characters' uh, stats and skills and things. But overall, pretty darn good, you know? And I think that's about it, man. I think that's how my week went. Uh, work, you know, the usual. Nothing fancy there. I'm about to go to Kings Island for the weekend, so that'll be exciting. I can tell you about that trip next week when we do the show proper, of course. So what about you, man? Well, for me, obviously, I went to the cabin, had the good times there, Playing TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, four-player co-op, couch co-op with my buddies. Great time. And then, I mean, there's not much else to say. You say, staying up late, drinking beers, having a great breakfast, driving home. I drove home a different way, but I drove through a bunch of, like, beautifully picturesque farmlands. You remember that old Windows uh, wallpaper that has, like, the two beautifully curved hills? Mm-hmm. I drove basically right past that. I looked over and I went, that's that. It's It's not... I'm sure it wasn't the photo taken from where I was, because who cares about stupid farmland Michigan, but it looked exactly like it. Beautiful, clear sky, beautiful rolling hills, you know, fluffy pea plants or whatever they were. Oh, wonderful. Got home, took a nap, just because it's nap time. Then I got up and I was like, hmm, i got to see how my LAC team is going. We've been watching the League European Championships. My favorite team's in the playoffs. That happened on Friday. So I started up on Twitch, you know, watching the VOD. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, it's a best of five series. Well, let me see, just looking on the time bar, how many games there are. Oh, they went to five games. Okay. Started watching one. All right, cool. Started watching another one. All right, cool. Actually, I mean, it wasn't cool because they lost two. So I knew they came back to go to that fifth game, and I went, well... I shouldn't have known that because now I'm like, well, I know they just win the next two. Mm-hmm. Let me just watch that. Let me just watch that fifth game. And I watched it and they won, so it was great. They will be at Worlds, so now I can watch the League World Championships and have a dog in the hunt, a team that I'm vibing with that I'm rooting for. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this weekend I think is the next round of the playoffs, which will be you know determined if they win the League European Championships, but they're still going to Worlds, so even if they lose, I still get to just – rub my hands together, and wait for Worlds and have a good time. Then on the actual video game front, played a little bit of Not Words, played, you know, some Animal Crossing like I do. The only other game I've played this week has been Saints Row, the new Saints Row game that everybody's dogging on. And I can tell you from the little bit that I've played, and I'll get into that in a second, I'm enjoying it. 
it's just it just feels like an old school Saints Row game. And I'm driving around, it feels just like an old Grand Theft Auto or original Saints Row game. So coming from the high, the series peak for me, of four, where everything was nuts and crazy and superpowers and flying all around, it's kind of a it's a different feel. But the more I play it, the more I kind of just go back into that feel. This is how it was. This is how it always used to be. But the thing is, I only have two hours in that game. Because when I went and picked it up on Sunday, did stuff, got home, had one hour of free time. Well, one hour to play the game. I installed it. I installed Soul Hackers 2. One hour. I also had one hour of free time on Monday to also play it. Zero hours of free time yesterday to play it. Zero hours of free time today to play it. The weekend coming up is going to be zero free time. Awesome. Wow. Life is great. Isn't it wonderful? So that was how my week was and how my weekend is going to be. Isn't it great? Tell me something that actually is great, Eric, because I'm excited about this game you're about to talk about. And I didn't do it, but you're the one doing it. So tell me about it. Well, let me tell you, I, I could have sworn you'd have already owned this game, probably had it for sure, because I, I looked up, well, I had no well, idea what it was. Well, spoiler alert, I do because uh, it's on Game Pass. I own it on oh two different areas. Oh, my God, hey, he gave it away already. But it's not only just on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. Man, this game, Immortality, a brand new game by Sam Barlow and uh, Half Mermaid Productions. That's the other half of this little uh, group here that made this game. Sam's the individual who did uh, Her Story and Tell Me Lies, I think it is. Telling Lies, yes. Yeah, and and these I haven't played them. You know, like I said, I don't this. I had no idea any of this existed, and so. But apparently, these are huge games. People love the death out of them, and I had no idea. And I went immortality. Oh, I, I was just being stupid. Oh, that just sounds cool. I wish I was immortal. So I clicked on it. I was like, oh, let's look at some videos and check it out. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. It is real, fo- not real footage, but actual live action human beings acting inside this game. And then, of course, not only are they acting, but they're actors in the game. So what happens is the story is based off Marissa Marcel. She's an actress. She does like three films. And it's in like the 60s, early 70s, and 1999 or something. None of them are released. Nobody knows what's going on. She's disappeared. So you have to solve the mystery of... Not only where she went, why she disappeared, but these movies never hit. Nothing ever happened with them. What's going on there? So you go into these movies, and obviously you can jump around, but I'm assuming you'd probably start with the first one. And you can watch the different scenes. You can basically watch the movie. And then when you're in there, though, you can stop it, freeze frame things. And then you can click on like almost anything in there that's of interest to you. And if there's any other frames throughout the movies that correlate with that, it'll pop up and allow you to investigate and check things out and start to just piece together what the hell's going on. That's insane to me. Like, I was like, what the hell? That's that's awesome. It's not, it's like uh, one of the other games previously I was talking about. It's got like a little bit of Shadowgate vibe in it, you know, where like you, you're solving this mystery, you're looking at these freeze frames, you're, you're supposed to be the investigator, you're supposed to be the detective, figuring out what happened here and piecing it all together. And then, of course, not only do you get to watch the movies, but there's all sorts of behind-the-scenes events that you get to see take place. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it, apparently, and I don't know because I didn't see none of this stuff, but it's very adult. There's nudity, there's blood, there's gore, there's murder, suicide, all sorts of stuff throughout this freaking game apparently and that 
was another thing. Honestly, I was like, oh, that sounds pretty freaking cool, man. I get to see all sorts of crazy crap and figure out like a real brutal whatever the hell happened went on. And, and apparently, also, it takes a big turn, takes a big spin. As you're piecing together, there's a lot of big reveals, a lot of stuff going on. But as I said, getting to piece things together with the freeze frames, taking the different movies, watching them, watching the behind-the-scenes portions, and just putting together this whole giant mystery of what the hell happened sounds awesome. I don't know why I've missed out on these other games. I I should probably go back and actually look at them again. But if they're anything like what I've seen of this, it looks awesome. I, I can't wait to dive in. You probably should because both of them have gotten rave reviews. I own all of them, either via Game Pass or just on Steam here. But they're also the kind of games where I think just recently when I was in my gaming rut, I'm like, all right, I need to play something completely different. And I pulled those up and I went, this seems like the kind of game that, like you said, you can click on different things in the frame and it'll take you to different... Because her story is all about like police testimony of this girl. So like different stuff that's recorded all throughout whatever this investigation was. And I'm like, I'm the kind of guy who if you can tell me I can click on something and see something new, I'm going to click on everything all the time, nonstop. I, and I, so I, I, I had it up and it was like, hey, hit start to play this game. And I went, I'm going to spend like 100 hours just exploring every Clicking single thing. Everything. And then pulling up a 100% guide so I can make sure that I clicked on everything. So I haven't ever played any of them myself, but I've only heard good stuff about them. Like you said, they sound amazing. They sound incredible. I can't wait for this one. I'm so happy that I get it for free. I'm going to download it right here on this PC that I'm talking to you with. As soon as I'm done editing and posting the show, it's going to be a good time. And that was the other part of this I wanted to remember, but I dove into the game itself. Let me hop back out. The game's out. You can go get it right now. You can play it and have a good time with it. Like I said, I hear the actors and actresses did a phenomenal job, that it all looks really good. The movie portions are really nice. It's actually entertaining. I don't know. Seems really cool. But the best part, Matt, you said it. Game Pass, you get it. Boom, it's yours. You can go check it out. You can get it on PC as well if you don't have it there. But I didn't know this until earlier today. Netflix has it as well. Oh, nice. So if you have Netflix, you can go over the Netflix games, that portion of Netflix, and you can play it there. So you probably have it. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a household anymore that doesn't have Netflix and or Game Pass. I just I don't even I don't even think that exists. So you can go just play this game. So Immortality, go check it out. Might find one of the best games you ever played. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I do knows that if you're a Gundam fan, you're already playing the game that I'm going to talk about. And I don't know why I'm talking about it because I'm not even a Gundam fan. But this is kind of in line with another series that I completely love. I'm talking about SD Gundam Battle Alliance, which came out on the 24th, developed by Art Dink, published by Bandai Namco. It's out for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, everything you could ever want. What is this game? It's an action RPG where you are just, you know, a new character. And what you're doing is you're kind of looking at an AI construction of all these Gundam events throughout history. But somewhere along the line, this AI simulation has gotten corrupted. So as you start up, it's the battle of whatever, some big thing from the 1972 Gundams. You start playing through it, and then there'll be a break. Like, there'll be like an action jump into frame, and then software's corrupted. Now it's a completely different character, a completely different Gundam from all across the Gundam franchise. So if you're a diehard fan of Gundam, you're going to be excited to start playing through some of those famous battles, but then be doubly excited when that changes, and now another character from a different timeline, from a parallel universe, however they frame it, is now in there. 
And so now you're maybe working with them, working against them, forming these bonds and having these interactions that you never got across the shows because each show is self-contained in its own little timeline, storyline, all that stuff. So if you love Gundam, this is for you. You already have it. You're playing with Gun- your Gundam toys, essentially. But what's cool about it is, you know, I'm watching some gameplay and I'm thinking, man, there's some hacking, there's some slashing, there's some shooting. This looks like Dynasty Warriors to me. And if you love Dynasty Warriors, this is going to be 100% right up your alley. Because it's hacking and slashing. You're, you know, you're leveling up your one mobile suit until you get to a certain point. And after a stage or a story mission, you're going to unlock more parts. If you get enough parts, you can unlock more mobile suits. And then you can do stuff in certain missions, level up, get access to another mobile suit, all kinds of other stuff. I watched one review that said, man... There's hardly any mobile suits in this game. And I immediately clicked over to another one, and they said, oh, there's 60 different ones from all across the Gundam franchise. You can level them up. You can play with them. You can unlock skills. And it's not just mobile suits. You can unlock a ton of different pilots from all across the franchise, too. I finally watched a review where they kind of were scrolling through the pilots. I'm like, oh, his skills and abilities are tailored more towards these type of mobile suits. This guy does this and that one. So you have... Pilots you can select, you can have different mobile suits you can select with different abilities, with, with different combat styles. Now, there are only like three general styles. you got like a sniper class, a melee class, and an in-between class. But from the reviews I'm reading, you know, if you're a fan of these and you know how they are portrayed in the show, they all have their own little idiosyncrasies. They don't play all the same. Now, a sniper might still play more like a sniper than anything else, but they're going to have their own ticks, their own quirks. So if you are a diehard fan... You gotta get this. Even as just a fan of kind of beat-em-ups or brawlers or action RPGs, Dynasty Warriors type games, however you think about it, I want to get this. I will say the only thing that might turn some people off, what did I say the title of this was? SD Gundam Battle Alliance. SD is in Super Deformed, so it's not the mega detailed, you know, fully badass looking Gundams. It's the it's the kind of chibi versions. But I will say, even though that, that art style is different, the graphics in this game can sometimes be surprisingly awesome. Like, you know, you're going through some some cities and knocking them down, kind of EDF style. It doesn't look that impressive. But I've seen some cutscenes where it swoops in, you know, a new Gundam enters the fray or, you know, kind of pops into the battle he's not supposed to be in. And you can see the like the beautifully detailed like dirt and grime on that Gundam because he's like been sucked out of whatever battle he's in. And it's not just shiny, plastic-looking Gundam. He's He's got wear and tear on him. I'm like... They went so far. They went that extra mile to make what could just be plastic toy Gundam. But he looks badass. He looks battle damaged. He looks worn. He looks weathered. He looks like he just came out of wherever you, the Ultra Gundam fan, know he just was. It's super impressive. The only bad things I've heard are that, you know, you got to replay levels to level up your pilots, to level up your mobile suits. But that's inherent in any kind of Dynasty Warriors or Brawler type game. If you like those games, you're going to have no problem with that. If you like Gundam... You gotta get this. I don't even like Gundam. I've watched like four episodes of, of one Gundam at like an anime convention back in the 90s. And I went, that's pretty cool. And I never got into a series since. But it's robots. It's teenagers. It's special attacks and yelling. And like I said, the storyline kind of weaves in and out and different characters from different timelines who would never work together. Now they're working together to try and fix the simulation and get the accurate Gundam back to where it's supposed to be. So if you're a diehard fan, you're already playing it. If you're just maybe interested in it, kind of like I am, maybe pick this up because it sounds like a fun, like, 
amalgamation. You get to learn about all these characters and all their mobile suits and what they're actually supposed to be doing and kind of get a flavor for that whole universe. Wow, SD Gun to Battle Alliance, what a great game. Check it out. And while you're in a simulation, I want to make sure we're noting this part of the simulation, Matt. You know, I got I to gotta put it here because... We're like historians of a sort, you know, for ourselves and for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Someday they'll all be able to go back to what was that moment? Where did this happen that we lost all the different developers, the different publishers? Where where were we? Well, you'll be able to go back to these episodes and you can pinpoint it because guess what? Sony PlayStation Studios creates a brand new mobile division and acquires Savage Game Studios. As Matt already said, because he probably didn't want to talk about it, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. He said, I don't even know who these people are. I looked them up. They've done nothing. I don't understand. That's true. The article literally says <laughs> they appear to have not developed a single game. Oh, great. I'm glad Eric put this in the show notes. Hooray. Fantastic. And he just put it in because Sony did a thing, and he's a Sony, he's a Sony pony. Whatever I did it because it was the first. Is. It was the first of a few things that happened that I wanted to talk about. That wasn't one of them. I don't care about mobile games, but it did happen. Just note it. What I did want to talk about mostly was two things, and I thought you would have been up on this, but apparently you don't care about this one too much. The Quantic Dream one. Quantic Dreams just got bought by Netties. I didn't so, know about it. I do care about it. Oh, and hey, I looked well. it up as soon as we <laughs> talked about it. And their tweet said, hey, we still retain intellectual mm-hmm. you know, independence and all this stuff and all the stuff we want to do, we're going to keep doing. That's the only thing that matters to me. If David Cage can still make David Cage games over there at Quantic Dream, that's all I need. They can publish all they want. They can develop all the other side stuff they want as long as he still is allowed to do his thing. And now they got an influx of money, perhaps, to allow him to do that stuff even more spectacularly. Woo! I'm excited. Now, here's here's the question. And, it, and I look, I don't even know who the bad guys are, Matt, so I have no skin in this game. I don't care. But apparently a big argument is that, like, these NetEases, these Tencents, uh, they got, like, one of them's got, like, the Saudi Arabian king who's invested, like, a bajillion dollars into this. Blah, 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 blah. Does any of this affect you? Do you care? Is it something you, I mean, probably you obviously don't, but it's a big deal. You know, everybody's talking about it these days, Matt. They're like, oh, well, you know, NetEase is this Chinese company and, and you know, all the Chinese, they did this and this and this and this. You know, I'm not going to buy their games. But what if they own 70% of the developers? What are you going to do then? You're just going to stop playing video games? You know what I mean? Like, where where do you draw the line between real life and then your hobby? I feel like that's a better question than the other qu- <laughs> the other question. I'll, here, I'll just say this: way. Satan could make video games, but if they're still fun, I'm, I'm still going to play them. If he's given money to developers I love to do what they love to do to mm-hmm. make me do what I love to do, how could I say no to that? But I think the better question is, where do people draw the line? Because I don't know. It's a, it's a strange. Isn't it weird? It's it's a whole new world, you know. Yeah. I mean, I do think about it occasionally when someone brings it up. They're like, no, this dude owns like 70% of this, and uh, he just sanctioned the killings of 500 people or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's pretty bad. But he's not directly involved. I don't understand. Here's the thing that I always say, too, is you know, people get mad at corporations because the CEO of that corporation said this or has this certain beliefs or whatever. Hmm. But you're not going to go walk down. If like the CEO of Steak and Shake said he likes punching babies, I don't know, whatever, you're not going to go down to the Steak and Shake down to South Lansing and throw eggs at the people who work there. So you suck. They just work there. You know, your studio got bought by somebody and they say, well, you could still make all your games. Here's some more money to do that. I mean, it doesn't affect the people who made the game. And so, I mean, 
If Kojima sold his soul to Satan, and he <laughs> went, he well, Satan's, he Satan's, Satan's letting me public make these games, I'd say, thank you, Satan. You, you allow me to enjoy the works of my favorite developer ever. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, if the people who make the games are making great games, I'm still going to play great games. I, now, see, I can't say. I'll tone it down just a notch. I would say nothing to Satan. I'd let him be. But I, I would definitely congratulate Kojima, and I wouldn't care. If that money's coming from Satan... But Kojima's still a good guy and still rocking out, making great stuff, doing his dream. It's a step as a step back. This person is still wholesome. This person is still just getting what they need to make this awesome thing and this awesome product. And that that's enough for me. Because I think you're gonna find in the future a lot of these companies are gonna be owned by bigger companies, bigger fish, bigger fish, bigger fish. And they're all gonna be dirty at the top because as we've always discussed in the past. Everyone at the top is dirty. You can't escape it. I mean, it's already that way. Yeah, the Activision Blizzard Embracer Group owns every developer ever. They just finalized mm-hmm. the deal for Eidos Montreal and all the other Square Tencent's Enix cast got offs. a bajillion of them. Tencent owns everything now. Facebook owns everything now. Netties is a big one in this whole thing now, too. And- it's a whole new world on that level, too. There won't ever... I mean, there are still indie devs, but you get what I'm saying. There's There's hardly any mid-level... People who yeah. just do their own stuff. Everybody's everybody's connected. It's a just big spider web that goes everywhere. And you see it all the time. Now, all those indie groups that actually make you know one or two good titles, they get popped up. They get gobbled up by one of these bigger individuals. Now, how could they say no? You know, a five six person team does something really cool, and then this big fish comes by and goes, "Hey, I can drop a million on you. Do you like that?" Yes, yes, we do. Okay, here's a million bucks. We, you know, you're going to work for us, but you're going to also have all that money. Yeah, okay, great. Now we get to eat. We get to go home to our families and have a little studio and be and be amazing. It's You can't say no. And like we said, like especially with the Quantic Dream one, as long as they still get to do what they want to do and it's not an EA situation of just, hey, we'll buy you up. Also, change your entire business model, change all your <laughs> oh, games, and then, oh, they didn't sell because you changed them up too much. I'm going to fire everybody and close the studio. As long as it's not an EA situation... And they still get to do what they love, make the products they want, that people want. Even if I did have moral objections, what am I supposed to do? You're letting all these people live their dreams so they can create what they want to feed it to the people who want it. And then when you buy their game, you're supporting them. I mean, yeah, sure, money does obviously go upstream. But if you just stop buying all their games, then none of them are going to exist. Then all those people don't have jobs anymore. Just like the Steak and Shake down the road. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to Steak and Shake because that dude loves punching babies. Well, everybody who works there, they're out of jobs now. And that's local people who live here in the real world that you can see walking down the street that are your neighbors and friends. You know, I, I don't know. Exactly. Ah. It's, a, it's a huge topic. Don't want to go too far down it. But thought it was just, it's just wild. You know, it's just crazy how this stuff's like ramping up. You know, we, we talked about before how we thought it would kind of, Go up and then fizzle out, but well, it ain't finished going up yet. And because that wasn't even the last one, Tencent, whom we already talked about, and Sony, whom we've already talked about, both collectively went ahead and uh, got a hold of 30% uh, from software. So they still don't own the majority at all. So from software still gets to be the king of their own, you know, decisions. But there you go. Now Tencent and Sony got a little bit more juice and a little bit more uh, oomph. And the decisions and what goings-ons of the old From Software. Like you said, though, as long as they still get to retain their freedoms and make the games they want, I don't care. But it's just, 
it's just a note. You know, something you want to put in the in the in the sidebar, Matt. Go click. Uh oh. All right. Cool beans. Now I will say I've played some of the weird FromSoft games from when they were in the PS2 and Xbox era. As long as they're still allowed to do weird stuff if they want, cool. But I was going to say, why do you care, Eric? You're never going to play a FromSoft game ever again. We've already established that. You're done with them. It's over. It's dead It's dead and gone. You, sh- you shotgunned it yourself with your verbal altercations. You said it. I'm just done. Just putting it in the pile with all the rest of them. So it doesn't, it doesn't even affect you no more. But it's fun news. It's fun news. You know, it you got to bring it up. You got to mention it. You got to keep abreast of this stuff. You know, and it's fun. That's why mm. we do it. You know, you got to get out there. We got to look out. We gotta, where's that little scoop at? Oh, look at that. We got to bring that up. But that's it. That's all for the, you know, acquirings and going on to that. You can move on to what Matt wants. I don't, I'm going to have a couple here, but, uh, but Matt, I think, has got a, a big dog in this race. So I definitely got the big dog in the race because we're talking about more Gamescom. It's the Gamescom wrap-up. We talked about it before we recorded the last episode. Hey, uh, there just keeps getting to be more and more Gamescom stuff coming out. Like more. Like more and more. Every day there's more. There's so much more. But we're going to start out just like you were going to say before I went nuts and cut you off. We talked about that forespoken gameplay reveal because you saw it this time right you actually went yes and saw it. i watched yes. uh, the forespoken gameplay trailer so and looks amazing graphics yes. wonderful yes. just looks gorgeous the environments they look awesome unique mm-hmm. different uh just very vibrant and just very not realistic but you know what i mean like they got that realistic touch like things feel like a canyon when you're there, I looked at some YouTube comments, which I'm never supposed to do. But I looked at them in the, you know, below that video, and they're like, "Oh, this sucks. It just looks like the real world." I'm like, "Yeah, that's why I'm excited because this looks like places that I've been, like for real, for real, like that Death Stranding kind of look. We're like, mm-hmm. damn, that's a mountain. This is some ruins. This is a city. This is a canyon. This is a crevasse. This is an old castle with the drawbridge. It looks." Right, it looks real and the like Elden Ring style graphics, where it's just like this is a world that you're in, and especially here, you're moving around fast and the beautiful sunset overhead, and oh my goodness, it's crazy. Her quick flying and yeah. stuff just brought Anthem back to me, and I was like, oh, I loved Anthem. Gosh, bless. Why did they screw everything up? Because man, flying around like that, fast paced, cruising through the air, diving down, all that. I loved it, and this just looks like it might be able to fulfill that itch for me. It made me think of Saints Row 4 or Crackdown, where you're just running through and a big jump and kind of gliding and flying and zipping and doing all the stuff. And then even just the combat, like that Mass Effect spell wheel. That got me so excited when I saw it. Like, oh, look, look at all the different things that you can do. And I didn't have a chance to focus on all of them because mm. I was looking at it on my tiny screen. But I was just like, and they actually showed a couple combinations where she'd put up like the big bubble thing, the water bubble, and then it would explode when she hit it with another one. And well, that's what I loved about Mass Effect Andromeda was combining the stuff and then poof, a big giant explosion stuff. I made me so excited. I was just, I was amazed. I have been cautiously maybe pe- pessimistic on this game ever since we've been talking about it because all we've seen are CGI trailers. And this, obviously it wasn't like 100% smooth gameplay. Some of it was obviously her auto-pathing through the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this got me 10 times more excited than I have ever been since we've been talking about this game. Yeah, the spells looked really cool and just fresh, like new, you know, not your just typical fireball, not your just your typical this, typical that. Looked like you had a unique set of abilities. And then on top of that, the monsters. That was the one part. They were looking cool. 
they looked fresh and unique. You know, that lizard thing that comes jumping out towards the end there. I'm like, that thing looks cool as hell. I want to fight that. Obviously, even just the regular boring uh, damned or undead, whatever those Crete things were, the little humanoids, those were looking really nice. I was just very impressed. The only part that bugged me at all, and this is probably just because it's early, but the the talking. Yeah. Like, they were like they were in this big area, but the talking sounded like they were just in a little booth or something. Yeah, right up on yeah. the mic and very yeah, like crystal I'm, clear. Yeah, I'm up on the mic talking, and I'm telling you, I'm explaining the scenario, and I'm like, it completely it was like, wait a minute, no, you're in a you're in a bazaar talking to this person. There should be like commotion, and it should be like a racket. Instead, it's just like a perfect podcast voice. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. that threw me off. Okay, whatever, not too big a deal, but. I wonder if that's just going to be a modern day games thing for a while, unless it's like super triple A type of stuff. Because, like I, I mentioned it to you on the Whatcha Plan, like the voices on Saints Row feel a little off. Like my British person voice sounds exactly like this. Like she's right up on the microphone in her booth and recording her lines, and they sound great and they're very funny. But then you talk to a, the, the other character she's talking to, sounds completely different. Like the tone and the the like even like the mic quality seems different, mm-hmm. and they're like in an a- APC driving around. It should be at least roughly sounding the same. It doesn't sound the same at all. Maybe that's just a thing coming up now. I don't know. Yeah, it is It is unusual, and it makes me want to just go play some other games and see if this one's just kind of pronounced, and that's why it's drawn out, and all games kind of do that. Or if I'm right, and it feels like other games get that ambience, that side sound going to make it sound more like you're out in a town, you're you're in a jungle, you're in a house, whatever the scenario is. And it's it's obviously still pretty early, so maybe they just didn't have the side town sound stuff, exactly. You know, mixed up enough to kind of hide those differences anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm hoping that's the case. That way, I don't get tossed out at all. But that was the only part that really kind of threw me off was just the the sounds of them talking to each other versus where they were it didn't match up at all and i was like oh hey okay whatever yeah don't care because the rest looked great the rest sounded gorgeous and wonderful so i'm excited for it i i've always been cautiously happy and excited for the game anyway but this furthered that into the realm of oh this is starting to look like a game i'll probably just get for sure i'll probably just get it so yes very glad i watched it another thing i'm glad that i watched was the Future Games Showcase. Because you mentioned it. Hey, there's a whole other game showcase inside of Gamescom. And I went, inexcusable, indescribable. I can't figure it out. I don't know what's happening. And I went, ah, it'll probably just be some of the same stuff we've already seen. Maybe an extra trailer or two here and there. No! There was so much more stuff or expansions on stuff that we've already seen, like glimpses or announcements of. Now there was gameplay here. I'm going to start off right with the beginning for something... They didn't show anything about it. It was a CG trailer, but everything they talked about got me excited. And yes, I'm flailing the, the papers around because I am that excited. It's the gap. Because there was a voiceover, and there were like creepy doors and creepy portals. It was talking about deja vu and parallel worlds. And those are... I love every story that has that kind of stuff in it. Parallel worlds jumping between here and there, dark, weird things. I know nothing about it, but it got me excited. It was a perfect way to hook me into that show. Not, you know, something else, that, you know, that I didn't write down on here, but that was the first thing. And I went, Parallel Worlds, Deja Vu, oh my goodness, oh, ooh, ooh, I love this kind of stuff. Boom. It's on the list. I put a star next to it. Oh, yeah. So, a light one for me, and it's one we talked about way back when it came out, and it happens to be actually the next one, was Aliens Fireteam Elite. They've got a DLC coming, The Pathogen, 
we yapped about maybe checking this out. Shay was definitely interested. He was wanting to play it. And, and then it all just never happened. None of us ever got it. None of us ever played it. But the game lived. Because I was worried it wasn't. You know, back it kind of got medium reviews. It was decent, uh, but nothing great. It was this, this, this. You heard all sorts of middling stuff on it. So I thought I was just going to fade into the whole gone. But here it is. DLCs come out. I I keep hearing it on the peripherals of people that do actually still play and have a good time with it. And I love Aliens. And I'm like, damn it, man. So watching the DLC and all the little trailer and everything going on, I'm like, this would be fun. This would actually be a, a really good time getting us in there. Just the laughs of us screwing it up, getting completely murdered by these aliens coming around. And get... So, I don't know. I know we can't do it this year unless it becomes free, which was the point I was going to make. You know what? For the honest love of Joseph, make this a Games Pass game or a, a Netflix game. You know what, Netflix? Aliens is a real movie. It exists. There's been a million of them. People love them. Make this one of the Netflix games because it ties into your whole movie business anyway. And boom, then we can all go play this game for free and have a blast because there's too many games for me to buy it right now. It'd have to be later. But it did bring back the itch to want to play Aliens Fireteam Elite. And if it did that for me, hopefully it did that for a lot of other people who are on the fence or just kind of forgot, but we're going to get it. And then they get even a bigger boost and stick around long enough so we can play it for free, man. And speaking of games that you get the itch to play, I wasn't sure on this one, but the art style, even before I knew anything about the gameplay, 100% sold me. I'm talking about the case of the Golden Idol, which was that, like, Renaissance or, like, 1700s. They kept saying, like, detective game, where you're trying to figure out how these people died. And by researching different parts of different people's testimony or different things in the room, it would give you access to certain words, like, you know, Mr. Jones. And then you could plug those into what seemed like your casebook and either solve the case or what I, what I, the impression I got was you could like slot those words in and then watch how that scene played out. Like instead of the victim, Mr. Jones, it would be Mrs. Hardigy and you'd put her in as the victim. And then it would like swap up the little story panel that you were looking at. And the art style was weird and dark. And it looked like there was like supernatural elements to this too. Maybe like, very strange things were happening here instead of everyday murders, but they kept showing like them slotting these clues into like a framework. And I think one of the hosts even called it murderous Mad Libs. And I went, if you could just go nuts with this and look at stuff that's completely unrelated and make up some crazy story for what happened in this room and watch it play out, even if it just goes, you know, plays the little scene for 15 seconds and then goes big red X, that's not it at all. How fun would that be? Just change the victims around, change the scenario around, change the weapons around. All, you know, whatever you can do with all these little collections of words. It looked crazy. I was looking at that, but I went on to look at the chant. That's right up my alley, Matt. Bunch of hippies go out. They want to be spiritualists, do all this. And then the trailer. Guess what happens, Matt? I've done it before in the past. I've messed with spiritual weird stuff. And it, you know what it does, Matt? It lets bad things out. Guess what happens in this? It lets bad things out. You get to go roam around trying to survive. Everything's gone haywire. It's got that whole typical survival horror type of thing going on. Things are flipping out. Uh, demons and just beasts and blood. It was it was right up there. I was like, okay, I might be on board this game unless it's super janky and doesn't perform well, which, I don't know, it comes out pretty soon and I hadn't heard of it until literally you know, watching the trailer here. And I was like, well... 
it's got some it's got some promise. We'll see. You know, I'm I, I got I've had the itch for a freaking Silent Hill game for forever now. You know, and I got Callisto Protocol coming, but hey, maybe this might freaking do it too. I, I love the idea of just these people thinking they're gonna save the day and and enlighten themselves and just completely ruining and botching it all and opening up the gates of hell basically for all sorts of bad things to happen. It pleases me. But speaking about games that give you the itch to see some crazy stuff and people go with nuts. I'm talking about Edge of Sanity. This is a game I've never heard of before. It was just a quick little trailer, but it was a quick little trailer about some dude up in Alaska or the Arctic Circle, and he gets freaked out, and he's going from one place to the next, and he goes into this nightmarish place, and he pulls out his axe, and he sees this monster attacking him. He swings the axe and hits the monster in the head, and it falls down dead, and then he realizes it's a real person, and he's in, like, the other end of the research station. What's going on here? What's happening? This could be crazy like i know i've seen some indie horror games like this before i think home was one Mm -hmm. you're in your apartment block but everything is just a a freaking nightmare and maybe it's real maybe it's not this has potential just like you said for that other one it could be right up my alley it could be a little too nuts it could be a little too simple who knows i'm gonna keep my eye on it though and i wanted to play it i didn't get a chance to matt solstice there's a demo right now on steam for it i was checking it out Watched, uh, it was like a boss fight, basically, and I kind of enjoyed it. You know, I, I love boss fights. Just, I, you know, I, I, boss fights, I, I've played Monster Hunter, you know, a whole bunch. I enjoy that challenge of just knocking down bosses, except for apparently Souls bosses, but this didn't seem like that. This seemed more in the Monster Hunter range, where as long as you were hitting the weak spots, avoiding its tails, etc., you were gonna you were going to be okay. You were going to win the day. And have a good time. It has that cool, fun anime look to it, which I I enjoy. If you don't like that, it probably won't be up your alley. But it did have that, and it had the cool swords, and it looks like your... I don't know if it was her sister or whatever. She's a ghost, just like Navi from Ocarina of Time. She was doing that, and of course the boss had like a lot of snark and a lot of character to him. So I'm assuming if the whole game's like that, full of different bosses and fights, etc., with all sorts of panaz and just over-the-top stuff, kind of like in the Bayonetta you know, spirit of things... This would be something for me to check out. And something that's definitely for me to check out. It's Snackoon. You're in a world where snacks are outlawed. All kind of like the rubbish department is underfunded. You are a cel-shaded raccoon running around just doing crazy stuff. They show maybe even like two seconds of actual gameplay. You're sneaking around, sneaking into an office building, dropping in the vent and causing chaos. And then just grabbing somebody's phone and running around with it. I don't know. Silly. Fun. I love silly, fun things. It put me in the mind, and not just because it's raccoons, and not just because there was a donut there. put me in mind of Donut County. Just that simple, goofing, not serious at all, just having fun. You know, silly, innocent fun. Running around as a goofy-ass raccoon? Why the hell not? Oh, goodness. I can promise you ain't going to have no fun in this one, man. Wizardry, the five ordeals. Come on, man. That's like nostalgia to the 10th right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I saw it, and I went, you know what? I'm not prob for sure not going to, but no. I totally should though. Just get this game and be just like the old days with my pen and pencil and the paper and having to move forward, forward, move left, move left. Okay, you've encountered a griffin. Okay, griffin, attack, attack. Ah, oh, killed me. Ah, oh, crap. Okay, back down. Da, 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 da. This is it. They're doing another one for the har- RPG hardcore fans. You know what I mean? All the jazz. All that old school yum yum yummy 
And, and part of me wanted to be on board with that because I fell into wizardry accidentally. I don't even know. It felt like fell out of the sky one day at my house. There was like this humongous, stupid box. Like it had this huge box and huge case with this thick notebook and everything with it. And I don't, I, I honestly, I'm not kidding you. I have no idea where this game came from. To this day, I don't know. It just was there one day. And I was like, well, I'm bored. You know, I'm a kid. Boop, boop. And then just played it because I had nothing else to do and it sucked and I hated it. But I didn't have anything else to do, so I would play it more and more and more and more and more and start doing all that and got to the point where I was pretty freaking far. I never beat it, but I got pretty far in it. And I went, okay, Eric. And then good games came out and I left it behind. But, you know, it just brings back me as like an eight-year-old trying to play Wizardry and I'll sit at my old house with my parents going, this game sucks and bored, and then reading their magazines or whatever. It definitely was one of those ones where as soon as I saw it, I went, yeah, I should get this. But then... Half a second later, I went, nah, I shouldn't get this. Because I did just play through a demo of a dungeon crawler on my Vita, like, a few months ago, maybe a year ago now. And it was just that brutal hard. Like, all right, I'm starting to move. Then that very next enemy encounter was, like, 15 squids, and they just instantly murdered me. And I went, "That's I can't, I can't play these games anymore. This is just going to be more of that. But a game that I remember us hearing the title of, and I don't think I wrote it down for anything was Deliver Us Mars. And it was something about... I think the reveal trailer was, it's something about space. I don't know. You go to Mars, something happens. But this one showed off a little bit, like bits and pieces, little snatches of story. And this looks like reverse interstellar. Like your dad went to Mars. You grew up idolizing him. He was an astronaut, blah, blah, blah. He went to Mars and has disappeared or something bad happened. You as the daughter are now going to try and find him and rescue him or find out what happened to the crew. And bad things are starting to happen to you and your crew and your captain wants to leave. So I can tell there's definitely going to be at least two different endings to this where you stay and maybe sabotage their return so you can find out what happened to him. Or, you know, you go with them and you never find out what happened to him. They didn't show much story. But what they showed hooked me. Like I said, reverse interstellar. You're the daughter going to find the dad instead of the dad going off to save the daughter in a different way. You get what I'm saying. But it uh-huh. just they put that little fish hook right in the corner of my, my mouth. and went, oh, I'm going to have to pay attention to this one now. Now, the last one of interest for me out of here was one we've already seen before. And it's the one I thought you were about to talk about was the last case of Benedict Fox. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get to see this gameplay trailer though so i gotta go check this out but plot twist of course we talked about it last time they showed their cool little trailer i don't remember if it was the game awards or if it was the summer games fest i think it was summer's games summer games fest or whatever yeah but it looked very very cool very very moody cthulhu we talked about it already i'm i'm you know both of us love that kind of stuff so it looked right up our alley and then it disappeared but it reappeared here and i didn't even see it until just today when I was like, oh, I've seen a couple of them. And then I was like, what ones did I miss? Because we were going to talk about this. I went, oh, shit. The gameplay trailer. I need to go watch it because I was definitely interested in it. So I'm hoping you saw this one. I definitely saw this one. But it's a, it's a mixed bag trailer for me because oh. just, just the gameplay, they kept saying, hey, it's Metroidvania, Metroidvania, which is mm-hmm. cool. And they showed off some abilities, which kind of neat. But just something about, and again, I was only watching this on my phone. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it on the beautiful big screen here. But the graphics kind of seem to just... They didn't pop out to my eyes just in the gameplay stuff. But you will love the lockpick. I won't spoil it. Okay. But the lockpick that he uses and the lock that he opens is so weird and like gross and strange. I was just like, whoa, 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 what's this now? 
Oh, you have these kind of graphics, and then what's happening here? I'm not even going to make the. I'm going to make the gesture out of frame. What's happening with this? Why is this? What? Is, why is this? How is this? How doors work? What is going on here? But they did show, like, kind of like two different parallel worlds, and I don't think they showed that off too much in the original reveals. But they're like, oh yeah, pop into like the. Not the nightmare world, but the alternate world. Light Solve dark puzzles world, there. whatever. Yeah, kind of like a light dark system. Not as overt as that. I think it was mm-hmm. like the the ethereal realm, kind of more more than just good and bad sides. But really interesting. It's still on the list, obviously. And another game, my last one that I have, is a game that's still on our list because we talked about it for Summer Games Fest. It's Erebon. Shadows Legacy, Shadow Something. It's the one where you melt into the shadows and you're this weird assassin thing killing mm, robots. Yes. They showed off yes. some more of that too. And it looked kind of more or less like what we saw, like the teaser that we saw, just a little mm. bit more of that. But it's still on the list because I still love slinking around in shadows and killing stuff. Oh, it looked great. Gosh, bless. And the dark pictures had the devil in me. There's so many games here. I missed several of these. This sucks. The heck? Oh, the one that everybody's been hyped about. Because it's a, it's a remaster or remake of a game I've never played it before in my life, System Shock. I'd always heard good stuff about System Shock. Everyone said, "Oh, it's so great!" And then I look at screenshots of it and I go, "That's too old. I can't, I can't play these old PC games anymore." Boom! The remaster got a big ass trailer right at the end. Looked great. It's a legendary game. Everybody's talked about it. I've never played it. I want to play it because it looks cool. Listening to Shodan talk about how crappy humans are and how awesome robots are. We've already established that yes. I will betray all the humans, mm-hmm. so this is just right up my alley. Yeah, it's perfect for you. And of course, Layers of Fear, Bloober Team. Apparently they went ahead and threw some gameplay for the the Layers of Fear, etc. that I missed here. So I gotta go check this out because I want some horror games. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready for October, man. I'm ready for some spooks. I'm ready for some scary stuff. I'm not typically into the scary games that much, except for, you know, the usuals, but... I don't know, I feel it in my bones. I feel like I need to get in there and do some crazy stuff. Well, I was going to end it, but we keep dropping more on here. So oh, I'm also going to say. It's too much, man. There's too many I'm going to cool say things. God of Rock by some. It was some Brazilian studio I've never heard of before in my life. It was a one on one fighting game, but you didn't use like a jump, attack, and punch, and this. It was a rhythm game. So you just hit the buttons to the beat, and your characters did stuff and blocked and kicked and did special moves. It looked. Kind of super janky at the at the moment, but obviously it's just kind of a reveal. That's got to be on the list because I love rhythm games. I love fighting games. You put them together in any kind of way, I have to at least pay attention to it. I, I, I don't blame you. I won't go anymore. I won't go anymore. There's, there seems to be a couple more I missed, but you know what? I didn't hear about them earlier, so we'll, we'll, we'll save it for another day. There's, there's too many. There's a lot of games. This is nuts. This, there, and there's, there's still a lot more of on the actual regular games com list that we never finished. So there's... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff, man. It was one of those beautiful days where all the games that I talked about that I put stars next to, we have talked about. But there's so many other ones that I wrote down because I at least am interested in them or want to check them out. Or they look cool, but they're they're not star tier, but they're definitely underlined tier. So if I get them on sale or I find them, there's so many more. I was expecting nothing. Coming out yeah. of this this mm-hmm. this little show, and it hit me with so many things. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? Did you watch the show? Are we hitting you with so many things that you didn't even know about? Because if so, go watch the show and tell us what those things are. Also, via the email thirdshiftme at gmail on the Twitter machine that thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, we are over there. Go hang out. Go check us out. You can also check us out over at the old Patreon. It's like a tip jar. You know what? We did a great job. You had fun. You had a good time. Go, hey, here's a buck, two bucks, three bucks, all the bucks. Make us rich. Make it rain down upon us for that week because you gave us such a generous tip. And we appreciate the hell out of you for doing so. But you say, Eric, I can't. You know what? I spent my last dollar on a Bazooka Joe bubblegum and a cigar. I'd say, you know what? You did. You made a good choice. But while you're smoking that cigar and chewing that gum, you can also mailbag question us up. You can go give a five-star review. You can go over to Twitch, Prime Sub, or any kind of thing. Boop, 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 boop. You can go do that. You can give us a Spotify five-star all these things you can do to keep us alive, to keep us happy, and we appreciate any and all efforts to do so. Another thing we very much do appreciate is listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 8th, maybe, of September. Who knows? Who knows, Who knows? when the, the gods will strike us that we have to do that? I opened up the wrong thing on my phone. I'm not looking for this. I'm supposed to be looking for something else because I forgot to do it while you were ranting about it. So I'm just going to fill time right here on the air. Boom, bang, boom. But with all that stuff cut out of the episode, I'll just say, find that next episode whenever it drops on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate it so very much. Please get on over there and give us five-star reviews. I'm telling you, we will be superstars one day if you do this. Superstars. We'll be up to the moons. In fact, let me tell you, we'll have people coming to us, hey, we want you to do this and have this play this game, blah, 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 blah. And then we'll be like, oh, yeah, we totally will, blah, woo. We'll go play like a, a Crossfire or something that we don't even care about. And we'll play it. And they'll give us like $7,000 to play it for two hours. And this is a true story, my friends. A true story. I'm not kidding you. It ain't for us. Not a true story. But you could make it a true story for me and Matt. We could play a game we don't even like and just make fun of it. For two hours while we're playing it, and we get seven thousand dollars. You know what we could do seven thousand? We could go down to Texas. We get to infiltrate Gearbox. Finally, I would take those little suction cup things right up the walls, I'd right to the ceiling floor. We'd have the tools to infiltrate Gearbox and make the dream come true. Ash would be like, "Oh my God! They said they were going to do it. I, I, they did it. All these years later, that stupid little joke came true. Look at that." Because we've got enough for almost everything else, but we don't have enough for the rope. You always got to bring rope. Charlie That's Bronson's true. always got his rope with him, yep. so I need to get a whole lot, a of, lot rope of rope for us to be able to do that. Exactly. <laughs> and another way you can help us do that is by going over to twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme, dropping in a prime sub, dropping in a like, a follow. Just say hey whenever I'm on because I'm, spo- I'm, I'm probably going to be on these next two days because i got nothing else to do with my life. That sounds bad because nope. i got nothing better to do <laughs> than sit here and make great content for you and have a lot of fun and play a game that's great. So hey, come check me out. Come check us out. Drop a dime in the bucket. You know how to do it. Indeed you do. But with that all said, there's nothing else to say, Matt. It's all the end of the show. There's nothing else to say, but... Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.